0: field of faith radio is made possible by the generous donation of abc electric abc stands for abiding and believing in christ jesus and for all your electrical needs it's abc electric welcome to field of faith radio sharing the testimony and stories of faith from around the world of sports now here's your host tom abraham and welcome to this week's episode of Field of Faith Radio. I am your host, Tom Abraham. What is Field of Faith Radio? Well, it's our mission to bring you tremendous stories and testimonies from some of the great sportsmen of our time who played a game For a higher calling, that of serving the Lord. You know, we're flooded in the sports world of stories of bad characters and bad deeds and me first attitude amongst many who have one of the greatest of God's gifts, the ability to perform on the field or the court or the ice or wherever for the enjoyment of many. The Bible says clearly to run to win the race. But what's the race? Well, ultimately, it's to please God and bring others to him. And lost in the headlines are the stories of great athletes, both men and women, who are running the race for God. And now it's my pleasure over the next 30 minutes or so to bring you one of those stories. Today's guest was an All-American safety at the University of Texas, a national champion in 2005, a first-round pick in the NFL draft, 19th overall, a pro bowler in the NFL who played 10 seasons, and now he makes cupcakes. Well, we'll explain that. Michael Griffin joins us now. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm uh, fantastic. And uh, let's start at the most recent part, and then we'll work our way back a little bit. Uh, the surface commercials that uh, people have seen on TV that are that are really quite hilarious. Uh, you and your your business partner and former teammate Brian Arakpo. Um, did a, did a commercial for surface, the, the, uh, Microsoft computer. And, um, it has been, it was, it was fantastic. Tell us how all of that came about.
1: man. Hey, you know, it's, it's, it's weird just, you know, how things work out. And, uh, you know, we opened up this cupcake shop, a franchise was started in Nashville and we both are very familiar with, and, um, we've been open for almost a year now. And, uh, we kept getting emails and, and, you know, uh, guys stopping in and asking hey we want to speak to the owners we want to talk to them about possibly doing something for microsoft and you know i'm thinking when i'm my manager is contacting me i'm like this is this is a joke like what is what does microsoft want with us like this is a joke and I'm like oh so finally i'm like hey you know let me just give him a call and see what they're saying and i gave a guy a call and i spoke to him and he was like i'm the guy that looks for the talent and we had a conversation and he was like are y'all willing to do it we didn't know what we were doing so we got somebody else to step in i was more familiar with this whole i guess hollywood slash yeah. commercial tv type thing um and uh from there we we chose when rack was available during the bye week after he played in uh in london versus uh the chargers and we shot the commercial in two days in three different uh we shot at our store we shot at another high school stadium in round rock and then we shot inside of um a studio uh, on the outskirts of Austin area. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it is, I guess it, it kind of put us out there, you know. And since there, we got some other things that may be coming in the in the future. But, uh, again, it's just, it kind of opened up another door, another window, especially when athletes are done playing at National Football League. Uh, kind of open up another door, and we're just trying to see and, and you know, take a peek at it and see see what may come of it yeah
0: and so it's interesting you say you actually shot in the store itself because that's where i thought it was shot and then all of a sudden there's this set that looks just like the inside of the store and you guys walk off it onto a football field um yeah, it seemed like it was it was quite the production
1: oh most definitely i mean it was we it was you know just to see how the behind the scenes of shooting the commercial works uh you know, and and with the pink kitchen, you know, we've been having people who come to our stores lately, like, hey, I want to see, Where's like, trying to look kitchen? over the counter and look in the back <laughs> to see if the kitchen is really pink, and um, and you know, it looks like Nissan Stadium, and it it's it's we it was yeah. a green a green screen behind us, but I mean, it it. It worked out for us, and uh, it kind of put us out there, and um, we, we had a great time shooting it. It was my first time. I think it was Rack's second time. I think he shot a Geico commercial or something like that with the caveman. I can't remember what that was affiliated with, but uh, he shot something back when he was with uh, the Washington Redskins. But uh, it was it was a great experience. Uh, we had no scripts that was just us being ourselves really that was yeah we had no scripts there was no scripts in this commercial we that was us that was just us being ourselves that's how we are day to day and uh people like oh you know i'm like that's us like we we joke around we we actually physically work in the store um i know last saturday people were amazed because i left my daughter's basketball game we got a little bombarded with people and we were making cupcakes, and you know we cleaned the store on sunday morning and I mean people were just amazed that they see us actually in there working, so it's 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 something that keeps us keep us occupied and uh you know keep us from i guess being bored or whatever you know you don't have to get up and work out anymore or mm-hmm. be in meetings or anything of that nature so it it keeps you occupied and keep you going keep your mind sane
0: at the end you say the cupcake business is a great business as long as you don't eat the profits um yes you know my family was in the pizza business and they used to say the same thing all the time but it was hard not to not to blow up a little bit so i i are you able to i know you're you're not at your playing weight but are you able to uh to kind of kind of make sure that you don't eat the profits too much are you staying in
1: shape oh uh, you actually i'm i'm actually 10 pounds less than when really? i played my last football game really yes um I finished my last game. I was 223 pounds when I was with the Carolina Panthers, and now I'm 213 pounds. All right. Well, That's good. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm actually keeping my weight. I work out at least three or four times a week. So uh, people ask me, "What am I training for?" But I mean, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I know. How, that's the only way I know how to work out. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Michael Griffin, really our guest,
0: uh, former All American safety at Texas and a uh, 10 year career in the NFL, a Pro Bowler uh, as well. Um, talk about being age 33, 34. Brian Arakbo just retired. He's 33 years older, so you guys are about the same age, played together at Texas, won a national championship together. But talk about being that young and being. And, and being retired because that was your main career, you made a lot of money, that was your main deal. But now you're 34 and you've got another 50 years or so, or 60 years to live, and 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 you know how do you how do you move on from that?
1: Um, you know, at first initially it was hard, you know, and um, the reason why I decided to step away was by uh, last year you know i was in 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 i went to minnesota herniated disc in my back and then i went to carolina I got put on ir took injury settlement went to carolina played 13 games there when and when i fought through it still had the herniated disc in my back and still try to stay on top of it now but uh that was the first time that me and my wife were separated and i have a uh, I have two daughters now but i she was pregnant with my youngest and my my oldest daughter, it was, she's a daddy's girl, and people probably see her all the time, especially when I was with Tennessee. And uh, she told me one day that she didn't want me to go back and play football, and mm-hmm. she didn't want to be separated. And I always told myself I was never going to be the player that bounced from team to team and played one year here, one year there, one year here. I mean, I was truly blessed to be able to play 10 years and, you know, made the money that I made and financially stable and lived a, lived a comfortable life that, uh, that I could always sustain for the rest of my life, but I've never, you know, stepped foot out this door again. I could just live in this house and do whatever. So um, yeah. it was, uh, you know, I walked away and it was tough at first, but uh, you know, you gotta start, you know, finding hobbies and, and, and things to, to occupy your time. And you know, when the people that you associated with, the people that you've been characterized with for your entire life, pretty much, was the people that did the same thing you did, which was play football. And um, I mean, all your friends and guys that you hung out with were, <laughs> you know, six o'clock in the morning. They they're walking into, you know, you know they're walking into to, to Baptist Sports Park and, and they're practicing things and, you know, you kind of feel like you're on the outskirts and things of that nature. But the thing is, you know, um, people still kept in touch. You know, I still kept in touch with a lot of people. People still, you know, checked on me and you know asked me questions and and. I don't know if they use me as like a, um, a mentor sometimes when dealing with certain things because I dealt I dealt with a lot of things when I played from injuries dealing with things dealing with my older son and things of that nature and I think a lot of people reached out because it was a lot of things that I've dealt with that um, just try to help those guys stay focused and be the best players that they could be and, um, and and I think it was just another calling on just you know just being myself and just you know speaking to people when they had questions or answering questions, especially when I was with Carolina, they had three rookies playing in the secondary and I don't know if I was like a players coach or whatever it was, but it was like, you know, coach always looked at me to like, hey, watch out to these guys. Like keep up with these guys. Like <laughs> mentor these guys right they're trying to get to where you're at so that's one thing i try to do is just always just try to preach to the younger guys like i did when i first got to tennessee uh keith bullet kind of like just you know, david thornton and those guys nick harper those guys who played a long time they was the ones that you know taught me how to be a pro uh chris hope they taught me how to be a pro and how to be in this league for a long time and understand the difference between I want and I need and things in that nature what was important and I just tried to you know pass that same knowledge that I learned that they got from other guys uh, pass that on down so um it was tough but you know when you 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 first thing I did was went back to school to get my degree and so I had a semester of that uh, I had my newborn, who's now almost two, so I was able to be like a full-time father. And then I started getting that same adrenaline rush and that same excitement that I got when I played football, but watching my kids play sports. So mm-hmm. that's got that kind of took over that excitement and things of that nature. So you know, just found things here and there in this past uh, season. I was doing Longhorn Network uh, for the for the Longhorns, ESPN. So I was broadcasting. Uh, for all the games so that that was a great experience something new so and I did an intern coaching job with the Tennessee Titans so just just exploring opportunities and seeing what I like what I don't like and just trying to stay busy that's the main thing trying to stay busy and that's what I've been able to do.
0: It, you're a guy, Let's talk about the spiritual aspect of this because you're a guy, you, you and your twin brother played at uh, Texas. As I said, you go on, you win a national championship. This is heady stuff. You're a first-round draft pick. Um, a lot of guys get in trouble. You know, they kind of lose their way. Now, you got two parents that uh, were, were military, so you had a good solid uh, upbringing and so on along those lines. But, you know, from a, from a spiritual standpoint, when you got to the NFL, was there somebody that kind of led the locker room that way where you said, look, here's the two ways you can go. You can go be a knucklehead and get in trouble and do this stuff uh, and, and, and blow your opportunity, or you can follow this path and, and, and do something good with your life.
1: You know what? Um, to name a few guys, it was guys like David Thornton, very spiritual. Yeah. Uh, I know he had his daughter when he was younger. And just seeing him as a father and the effort that he put into being a father for his, his daughter, Kiki, and, uh, and just seeing how he lived his life uh guys like Casey Kramer who was you know who was the chaplain for the Tennessee Titans, watching him and seeing a guy who was, you know, worked hard on the football field was also very spiritual. Um uh, and, and, and there was other other, you know, other players and in and, and Reggie Pleasant who was the chaplain, people like those that made it um that were there for you. And so whenever you had issues or whatever you you um had any questions or anything, or you started trying to, you know, it was funny because, you know, sometimes you try to, you know, oh, I'm a little tired. I'm a, I'm a miss chapel or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, you have a guy like David Thornton or a guy like Reggie Pleasant walk by and be like, Hey, you know, the door's always open. So, you know, just some somebody to encourage you to be like, ah, let me go on in there. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think those those people like th- those guys, they help you out a lot because you you see the lives they live, you see um, you know, you see a guy play a long time in, 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 his, in, in his career, but you see a guy on and off the field do things right, yeah. and I think th- those are the type of guys that, that help the younger players who, 21, 22 year olds that have money at their exposure to do whatever they may want. But um, those are the guys that help you you know, put you in the right positions and, and, and guide you in the right places to, to, to be success, the most successful person that you could possibly be playing in the National Football League.
0: Michael Griffin is our guest. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with more Michael Griffin next right here on Field of Faith Radio. ABC Electric Service has been serving the residents and builders of Southwest Florida for over 40 years. ABC Electric Service has been part of some of the largest projects in the area, banks, schools, plazas, and restaurants. But ABC's trademark is the residential and commercial service work they do throughout the community. ABC means abiding and believing in Christ, and ABC Electric is a supporter of Kingdom FM. Their number is 936-3355 936-3355 ABC Electric Services is online at abcelectricservice.com Fort Myers Christian School is a supporter of Field of Faith Radio. For 38 years, Fort Myers Christian has been a ministry of First Assembly of God Church on Colonial Boulevard and is a faith based preschool through 8th grade school. Fort Myers Christian works with the home and church to academically train and spiritually nurture students to become productive citizens in society and impact others for Jesus Christ. Fort Myers Christian School is fully accredited by the Florida Council of Independent Schools and is a member of the Association of Christian Schools International. Great opportunities for your student will be available in music, band, art, technology, missions outreach, sports, and more. How important is it for your child to attend a school where faith integrates with excellent academics? Proverbs 22 6 states, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now is the time to allow Fort Myers Christian School to partner with you during these foundational years. Registration is now open online at fmc-fl.com. Call us for a tour at 939-4642. Now, back to Field of Faith Radio with your host, Tom Abraham. Welcome back, Field of Faith Radio. I'm Tom Abraham, joined by Michael Griffin, an All-American at Texas, a national champion at Texas, and the guy that went on to the NFL was a first-round draft pick. And uh, of the Tennessee Titans that played 10 years in the NFL, was a pro bowler uh, and uh, and had a wonderful career. And now along with Brian Arakbo, he owns a Gigi's Cupcake Shop. And if you've seen the commercials, the Surface commercials, he's got some acting chops as well. Maybe we'll see him acting someday uh, the way he was on on camera for this commercial. and He joins us. Um, Mike, let's talk about this. We, we had left off. We were talking about the, the influences on a team. And, and sometimes how it seems like players are really misunderstood And I'll never forget Cortland Finnegan, who's been on the show. And uh, Cortland was part of the player's show back in the day. And it was either his first or second year as a player. And I remember we were doing a show on a Wednesday night and he, he he whispers to me during a commercial break I've got to leave 15 minutes early and I'm like what are you talking about you got to leave 15 minutes early we we're, we were at a Beef Bradys or something he says yeah he goes I got I got to get over to church I got to go to church and this was Cortland Finnegan who everybody knows was a guy that played to the echo of the whistle and he would get himself a little scraps with guys out there on the field and so on but that guy as a as a young player I mean he wasn't going to miss Wednesday night service I mean he was that much um you know, he was that much uh, to his faith, and, and it was that important to him. But sometimes there's a lot of guys in the locker room that are misunderstood that way, isn't there?
1: Oh, most definitely. I mean, McCord um, you know, is a great guy. I mean, he, he, people always try to remember him as a player that they saw on the field, but off the field. I mean, he was a guy that had charity events. Um, he, he worked with a lot of different different groups, and, and, and he was very giving person. Um, he's always devoted his time to certain people. I mean, he used to have an event at the zoo all the time that we all used to attend. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are are misunderstood and, and, you know, what you see from some some social media or whatever you want to to look at, that's the person that you feel like that's who that person is. But behind the scenes, guys are totally different. And and that's a misconception of of a lot of guys because the the negative is always portrayed or always, you know, the focal point of a lot of people, but you never realize who these guys really are behind the scenes. It's just what they allow you to, what they allow you to see. And and that's the main thing is you can't judge a book by its cover, but you got to get to know people. And um, that, that goes for a lot of people, you know, and that's the one thing I try to preach. I don't care where you come from, the, the, the outer complexion of what you look like or whatever. I try to get to know you as a person and make my judgment from that standpoint.
0: And no doubt. Michael Griffin with us uh, here. And uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about your own situation. And, and obviously you and your brother were great athletes because you, you, you went on to play Division One football at a high level at uh, Texas. When is it that you come to a realization that there's something bigger than you that's going on, that this is a God-given gift that you have? As hard as you worked, that this is something that that uh, a, a gift, basically, and that you don't want to waste it?
1: Um. I mean, for me it was, it was, you know, I remember just growing up, like my parents always asked me to practice and I never watched sports. I mean, you could be like, Hey, you ever see War Moon play or Emmitt Smith play? And all of sudden? I've never seen them play ever. <laughs> so if anybody ever asked me who my favorite player was growing up, I can never tell you cause I never watched sports. Uh, And and even in college, like i never watched the university of Texas play football before I committed to go to play in Texas. I I just never did. I was always really kind of focused on what I was doing and what, you know, I I loved. My passion was always dogs and stuff. So I always had dogs, I always bred dogs, always did those type of things. So, um, I mean, just realize, I mean, I think it's one of those things and me, I, I tried to always stay humble. I mean, in high school, I played running back I didn't play defense. And, uh, I just played uh, and and, you know I would always you know I play and then you know score like three touchdowns or didn't play in the fourth quarter I ran 12 carries for 226 yards and three touchdowns and coach took me out in the middle of the third quarter I didn't play no more and um, I mean it was just things like that and and it just you know, I, and I first got my first scholarship offer from, it was Southwest Texas at the time, and that was Texas State. And I was just like, okay, cool, you know, I got an offer. I'll just commit there just because, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. And then just the next thing you know, it was like Baylor. I'm like, okay, I'll go play in the Big 12. Baylor's not a good football team, but I'll just go play. And then it was just like offers just started just coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. At uh... It was just like weird, cause I was just like, you know, my parents would tell you the same thing. Like, I, I knew he was a good player, but I didn't think he was, you know, that good. But then you start thinking back over your 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 high school, and then you think over your your middle school, and you think when you was a kid, and then just remember like all the coaches. I I started thinking all the coaches were always like, you know, we won't we 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 I will pay for, you no, know, I I pay for in when rec. Oh, I I pay for his um his his rec fees. I, I pay all, right. all the fees and I buy his uniform, just can I have him on my team. And my mom was like, I mean, mm-hmm. I can afford it. I mean, no, it's no big deal. It's mm-hmm. just y'all are out the way. This is closer. Right. And and I just remember just growing up, just people always trying to get me and my brother to come play. Come play. Come play. Come play. And then you remember as a kid it's like you always get picked first. And then I think after a while you just start and I think that's when you know and then and, and I have kids of my own and, you know, I have I a older my son and he's, you know, the teachers are like, yeah, you know, your son's a real good athlete and he's the one that has the football in his backpack and he comes outside and it's like, he throws the ball up in the air and like, whoever gets it, I'm gonna tackle him or, but no one can ever go catch him. Or my daughter, she, she's eight right now and she plays a, a U10 soccer team. Um, she's the goalie and she plays forward. And the coaches are always trying to get her to come do more, come get her to guest play on another team. And they want her to travel and they want her to go on this team, this uh, another team that's under 11, that they want her to be the goalie for that team. And just, they're about to go. And this is, and you know, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching her play. And then when she gets down to her level, her age group, and I just see her just. Dominate everybody, and I'm just like, okay, you know, she she has she has talent, she has it, and, and for me, it's like I I learned from my parents not to to push her or try to. All right, I see it. Let's let's try to keep on pushing and pushing and making it work. I, I want my kids to make that decision for themselves because that might not what my life that I live and what I enjoy doing may not be what they like doing or what they enjoy doing. Yeah. And I try to preach to them and I try and encourage them that. Whatever y'all do, y'all doing this for yourself. You're not doing this for me. I live my life, and I love the life that I did. I, I live. And what I did was for y'all, for y'all to be able to do whatever you want to do and not have to want or need for anything. So um, I just try to encourage them on that standpoint. When I go to their games, I don't say a word. I just sit back, and I, and I it's hard because they, anything they do, they look at me, and I'm like – Clap my hands like good job like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what you want from me like I don't know what to say I guess I don't know the 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 right response right, <laughs> to right. give them because you know I, I know if something bad happens I'm like it's okay it's okay when they do something good they're looking at me like I'm like I don't know am I supposed to give you the same response or am I supposed to jump out of my chair what am I I don't know what I'm supposed to do I just say hey you're playing this for yourself you play this for your team you know you do you do anything and everything for yourself and for the team and um. I just try to preach because I mean I try to be that type of player, you know, team first and and not be selfish and and, you know just just that was always me, you know. I was never a me person. I never liked the limelight. I never liked cameras on me. I never liked it to be a showboat or anything, you know. I remember used to see people ask me all the time, "Does he even care about football? Because he shows no emotions." And I'm like, it's not that I don't care about it. It's more of it's it's a team effort i didn't do anything by myself it's a
0: team yeah. effort how do and, you you know with your kids being as athletic as they are um how do you keep them humble and 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 have you been able to impress upon them you know the, the the faith aspect of it that this is a bigger thing than than just them that they're not you know this is not all about them that there's god at work in their life and that's what's uh, you know going on here
1: but one thing is, and I got a great, faithful wife, um, and she, she Sunday, she, she makes us get up and go to church. And um, and, and with my kids, you know, I just try to, with them, I think it's more of, I always tell them like, when you're competing, you're not competing with who you're competing against. You're competing with everybody. There's, there's somebody else out there that's just as, that's just as good, or if not better than you. And You have to always understand that. So you're only gonna be as good as you, however you work. Um, at the same time, I, I, I never try to boost my kids' egos up. I tell them you did a good job, but I always try to pinpoint what they could have done better. And I always let them know that yeah, you did that, but this is what you need to work on. And everybody always sees the positives. Nobody ever sees the negatives. Right. And I try to always show them the negatives. I try to you know, when the coach, I pinpoint things like for my daughter, um, you know, they sub her out and she walks off the field. I record it because I show her, listen, you don't walk, you run off the field. Right. Uh, if the coach is talking and I'm watching her get water and she's looking down and she's doing her own thing because it doesn't pertain to her, I videotape and I show her. This, Listen, listen. the coach takes his time to come out here. To coach y'all, you need to respect him and keep your eyes on him and stop talking to your friends or whatever it may be. So I try to show them the negatives. Not always, oh, you know, everybody's, oh, you did a great job, My, right. or Michael Braylon, you did great. Three touch. Nah, no, I don't want to see all that. You see this flag, you miss, you miss this flag. Or you see this tackle, you miss this tackle. Or you see this right here. You was walking back or you was jogging or you wasn't set before this play. Those type of things would I try to pinpoint to them because it's not the big things. It's the small things that make you better. And, um, I just try to, to, to look for those things. And I guess that's more because I remember how I got coached. It's not about the positives, it's not the interceptions. It's about the missed tackles or it's about the misassignments, assignments or, It's about, you know, you've been playing this game longer. How could you have helped this guy out to alert him what was going on? Or, you know, those are the things that I remember later on in the career that you started getting coached on because your expectation levels is is a lot higher for the, the more experienced players than it is for the younger guys.
0: Michael Griffin has been our guest. Uh, You may know him now as uh, the guy that owns a cupcake shot along with Brian Arakmo because of the commercials that have been airing on TV. But, uh, of course, uh, long before that, he was a national champion at Texas and a a, a longtime player in the NFL. He went back and got his degree in 2017 as well from the University of Texas, which was a very honorable thing to do as well. Griff, good luck with with the business for sure and the acting career. I think there might be something for you down the road there. Oh,
1: thank you very much, and I appreciate you having me. I think this is going on, what, 13 years since we've known each yeah, other? Yeah, we've known each other a while, man. I mean, I,
0: I when you said I your, you said your son was that 11.
1: T- that 10-year <laughs> challenge, we should probably send a, put that picture up on social media, the 10-year challenge.
0: Yes, that's a good point. That's <laughs> a great point. God bless you, Mike. I appreciate you. Hey, same to you. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. All right, thank you. That's going to do it. Another guy out there fighting the good fight, Michael Griffin. Until next time, I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Field the Faith Radio.
1: Keep fighting the good